right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Speak to the Beak. I am Tim the Ferds out here August 26th. We are a few days away from the start of the NFL regular season. Thank goodness. We only have a couple of more divisional previews left to do. You got today, the AFC South. Next week, the AFC East, wrapping it up with the Jets and friends. And then we're basically there, right? So like, we're a couple of days away from September. We made it. The preseason has been tough because a lot of teams have not been playing their starter, starting players, which is always you know, a tragedy because with the Mets virtually eliminating themselves from playoff contention because they can't do anything right, you know, I was like, oh, let me turn to some football, and that's not even going well. So, I mean, I'm ready for regular season football. Uh, but before we start today's episode with the AFC South, a couple of things I always tell you to do. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to the page. Like the video, share with a friend. Uh, if you're an Apple Spotify listener, follow the feed, rate and review, all that other good stuff. Check out the website, beakbrands.com. Our written content is there. We are currently in the middle of our 32 and 32 series. Uh, today is the Washington football team. So if you're interested in that, you could check that out. Of course, all of our previous 32 and 32s are up there. So if you want an in-depth look at the teams we've done so far, you could check out the website. Once again, it's at, at or beakbrands.com. And then follow at Beak Brands, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, etc. All right, so today might be a little bit short um, because the AFC South really doesn't have much going on, especially at the bottom of the division here. So I guess we'll just get right into it. So Houston Texans, their recap of last year, they were terrible because they're not a good football team. Um, who did they add? Because I know we've been doing this as a recap. I mean, basically every player you can imagine that's past their prime, they added. <laughs> I mean, they brought their running back room alone is like David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Rex Burkhead, Mark Ingram. It's like, how many guys are you going to bring in that are like way over the hill, aside from Lindsay? Um, they lost Randall Cobb, J.J. Watt. You know, you got the whole Deshaun Watson thing going on. So instead of recapping the offseason, let's just get into their storyline. That's obviously Deshaun Watson, you know. Bill O'Brien's gone. Thank goodness if you're a Texans fan, right? Uh, he's out of here. Watson has allegedly sexually assaulted a bunch of massage therapists or whatever terminology you want to use. I don't really know or care, to be quite honest with you. Um, and there's basically, it's hard to predict what's going to happen with them. Because if he plays, I mean, he's going to keep them at every game basically by himself. If he doesn't play they basically have no chance of winning more than like two games unless Davis Mills is really good, which I don't foresee happening. Um, instead of going down like, oh, what could happen with this guy? Because like no one really knows what's going to happen with him because I'm pretty sure even if he doesn't get suspended or he's, he's cleared to play by the NFL or whatever, he doesn't want to play for the Texans. Like, is he even going to show up to play? Um, I know he's been coming to training camp and – all the stuff leading up to preseason activities, but he basically just shows up and then they send him home so he won't get fined. So he's not even practicing. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot going on with that team that no one really knows what's going to happen. You know, at one point they said the Eagles were going to trade for Deshaun Watson and then that died down pretty quickly because uh, Houston wants like three first-round picks for him still, but you can't get three first-round picks for this guy. So what are you doing? You're just sitting, you're trash. You're not doing anything, basically. Um... So we're just going to skip past all that because I don't even think it's worth going back and forth on. Um, so game of the year for them, I'm going to go Jets week 12. 
Uh, and the reason I say that is because I don't know how good the Jets are going to be this year. Uh, and obviously, if Zach Wilson lights up the Texans' defense, you know, good look for them. But if Watson plays in that game, which, I mean, he could, I guess, uh, that should be a fun game to watch. You have two young quarterbacks kind of going at it. Um, and if you look at every other game on Houston's schedule, because the way I have it built in is that Deshaun Watson doesn't play. Um, and, like, they lose a lot of these games because he's the only thing that keeps them afloat by himself. Uh, so I think the Jets game is actually one of the only games they actually have a chance to win. Uh, so that's why it's Week 12 against the Jets. Uh, fantasy player I like on the Texans, none of them. Don't draft any of them. I don't care. I don't want any of their, you know, four running backs that are all, like, 30 years old. I don't want them. They got rid of Randall Cobbs. I mean, who's who are, who are their receivers right now? Like, Kiki Cutie and Brandon Cooks. But you need a quarterback for that. Cooks is a good talent, but just don't trust him whatsoever with what's going on there. Um, so, listen, just don't do it to yourself. Just don't take any Houston Texans. Uh, my expectation, I mean, like I said, if Watson sits, they'll maybe win, like, two games. Um, if he plays, then obviously it's a different story, but it's hard to build that in right now. Uh, and the way I picked all the games for this upcoming season, I currently have the Houston Texans landing the number one overall pick in the upcoming draft. And I don't even know if they have their own pick. Remember, because Bill O'Brien traded all those picks, so I probably should have looked into that, but it is what it is. Uh, so there's a quick little four-minute thing about the Houston Texans where no one knows what's happening. So let's move on to teams that actually matter. All right, here we go. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. They don't matter too much, but they matter a little bit. So what happened last year? You know, Minshew Mania kind of ran out of gas. They ended up with the worst record in the league. Uh, and if it wasn't for beating the Colts on like a miracle the first week, they might not have won a game the whole season. Not a good football team. Uh, guys they added, Travis Etienne, Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, Marvin Jones. Now, obviously, Etienne is already injured, and he's actually out for the season with Frank injury. That translates to he will also be terrible next year, so he's like two years away from actually being good. Uh, obviously, Trevor Lawrence, like the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck, says the media people on TV. He was really good in college, so can't go wrong there. Obviously, Urban Meyer, really good college head coach. NFL, you know, remains to be seen. Marvin Jones, hella underrated uh, as a player. Really good contested catch guy. He was good in Cincinnati. He was good in Detroit. I'm sure he'll be good in Jacksonville because he's just a good player. Um, players they lost. Well, they didn't have any good players, so it's hard to lose good players. Like, you know, hard to fill this column out if you don't have any good players to start with. So once again, we'll skip that, go right to their storyline. Uh, and basically it's, can Urban Meyer actually coach in the NFL? So I have this thing where I really don't like when people are like, yeah, you know, this college coach is like the best coach of all time. Like, I got bad news for you. Uh, a lot of these guys that try to go to the NFL can't do it because guys like Nick Saban and... You know, Steve Spurrier tried it. Like, Dabo Sweeney at Clemson, I'm sure the same thing would happen to him if he tried to jump to the NFL. You know, it's a lot harder to win when you don't have, like, 45-star recruits on your team and all the teams are kind of equal. Because if you coach at Alabama, Clemson, any of these huge schools, like Urban Meyer was at Florida and Ohio State, you basically have, like, an entire starting offense that are NFL players, an entire starting defense that are NFL players, and a bunch of backups that are also going to be NFL players. That doesn't happen in the NFL. Like, you need to actually be able to coach. Um, not saying that Urban Meyer can't coach, but, like, he's used to having 
dudes just like straight up everywhere on the field at all times. Obviously, Jacksonville is not like that. And if you've seen the preseason so far, I'm not really sure. I don't think he's calling the plays, but I don't really know if it looks like he knows what he's doing. Um, he's going to get Trevor Lawrence killed is what's going to happen, and that's just not a good look. So what's my game of the year for them? It's Cincinnati week four because it's going to be two clones teams playing each other. You have two young, really good quarterbacks, assuming Joe Burrow plays in the game, Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow, right? Cincinnati is kind of like the Jacksonville Jaguars on steroids. They both have no offensive line, right? Their skill position players are pretty good for both teams, right? You got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon for the Bengals, and then you got Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault, DJ Chark, James Robinson for the Jags. Both teams can't block. Both teams don't know how to play defense. So there should be, in theory, a lot of points in this game. Um, and we get to see Joe Burrow on one leg against Trevor Lawrence. So that'll be pretty exciting. But, like, connecting that to Urban Meyer, he looks pretty miserable on the sideline, right, coaching preseason game. And I'm pretty sure there was a quote after the game. He's like, I'm not used to losing or something. Like, I don't like to I – mean, obviously, no one likes to lose. But I got bad news for you, Urban Meyer. Uh, you're not going to be winning a lot of games this year, buddy. So, you, you know, you might want to take it down a couple of notches. Um, I'm just going to throw this out there. I guarantee what will happen is in like two years from now, he will pull the health card, which is what he pulls every time. He's about to get in trouble at college to step down from coaching this job. He did it at Florida. He did it at Ohio State. He'll do it here. That's just how he is. If he's not having immediate success doing whatever he wants, he quits. So I didn't like him when I hired him. I don't like him now. Fantasy player on the Jaguars. All right. Marvin Jones, wide receiver 52. Absolute joke. He is so low in average draft position. I have no idea why. They just lost ETN for the season. They're not going to be able to run the ball because they can't block. They're going to be down by 30 most games. So, like, you're going to be throwing the ball. Marvin Jones, if you watch the preseason, guy's been killing it. He looks to be Trevor Lawrence's go-to target. Now, obviously, yes, DJ Chark has not been playing, but I don't really think he's all that good to begin with. You got LaVisca Chanel is more of like a gadget guy. Uh, I mean, he's better than a gadget guy, but that's kind of how they use him. So, I mean, Marvin Jones, wide receiver 52, you can get him as a bench receiver. This guy's going to be a solid flex wide receiver three for you. So you can't go wrong there. I'm all in at Marvin Jones, wide receiver 52. Uh, my expectations for the Jaguars are for them to be terrible. Because, like I said, I don't think Urban Meyer knows what he's doing, and they're bad. All right, so we got two teams left already. We got the Colts, and we got the Titans. So two teams that actually matter. Um, so I'm going to start with the Tennessee Titans. So what happened last year? They lost to the Ravens, finally, in a playoff game. Uh, Derrick Henry went crazy, because that's what Derrick Henry does when you give him the ball 300 times against terrible defenses. And um, they didn't really do too much on offense now yes they brought in julio jones uh but most of their additions were on defense so they brought in Danico autry bud dupree janoris jenkins i like all three of those guys for the titans now dupree's contract was a little ballsy for me guys coming off a torn acl only had one season of actual production but look i mean they could not stop anybody last year and that was with derrick henry shortening the game they needed Guys on the defensive line slash, I guess, pass rushers. They got them both. Janoris Jenkins, they need to cover. I mean, they lost to Dory Jackson, but he's been terrible since they drafted him, so not really a huge loss there. 
Um, and they brought in Julio Jones to offset, you know, losing Corey Davis and Jonu Smith. I don't think losing Corey Davis is like a massive deal. Uh, I think losing Jonu Smith kind of hurts because he's actually a vertical field stretcher at tight end. But that's kind of what's going on with the Titans. So my storyline for this season, kind of two things. One, I'm looking out for, because um, I'm a very big proponent of like Derrick Henry, the cliff is coming. Is he going to do it again this year? Rush for like, you know, 2,000 yards? My problem with Derrick Henry is this, and I wrote about this in the 32 and 32. Everyone's like, yeah, this guy's the best running back in the league. But every year he puts up a thousand, like last year he put up a thousand yards combined against the Texans twice, the Jaguars twice, the Bengals and the Vikings. So like basically he just had five games against the five worst defenses in the league and he just went off. Um, Will he be able to do it again? Who knows? Uh, The other real storyline is will the defense actually hold them back? And the question, you know, the answer to that question is I don't know. Because I think, you know, they're going to get into the playoffs, I think, at least as a wild card team. Uh, Now, I just came out this morning, Ryan Tannehill has COVID or he's on the COVID protocol, whatever the terminology is. He'll be out five to ten days. He'll be fine. Um, But they can't stop anybody. They They just can't. I don't think they can. Like, I don't think what they did on defense is enough to, they were like a 28th ranked defense last year, you know. And Arthur Smith is gone. They're not going to run the ball as much, right? They they brace for that. That's why they brought in Julio because they know they're going to have to throw a little bit more. Um, I think, like, listen, you get into a playoff game against the Ravens, the Chiefs, maybe even the Browns, like the Chargers, you're not stopping any of those teams. So you're going to have – it's going to be a shootout. But you really try to get into a shootout with the Chiefs or the Chargers, I don't think you want to. Obviously, I, I have the Chargers making the playoffs. Um I don't know. It's going to be the, – the Titans are a weird team for me. Uh, my game of the year, though, is week nine against the Rams because I want to see Derrick Henry against Aaron Donald. Now, I'm sure the Titans will be smart and they won't run right at Aaron Donald, but there's going to be a couple times in the game because Aaron Donald makes plays, so does Derrick Henry, where these two meet at the line of scrimmage, and I want to see, like, what we got going on because we've seen Aaron Donald like completely annihilate people and it's awesome and we've seen Derrick Henry completely annihilate people like when he stiff-armed Josh Norman into oblivion like that was amazing Um, and I'm pretty much just gonna watch that game just for that now it should be a good game on top of that the Rams should be good the Titans should be good but I really want to see Henry and Donald like go at it Uh, my fantasy player for the Tennessee Titans is Ryan Tannehill, because he's going super low, like quarterback 13. Might have, been, might have been bumped up to 12, but he's in that range. And he's super underrated. Like, everyone else at that ADP is going around like Matt Stafford, rather having than Matt Stafford. He's going there next to, like, Jalen Hurts, who can't throw. He's going around Trevor Lawrence, who I just said has no offensive line. Like, give me Ryan Tannehill all day at his current ADP. And the other reason is the other Titans, if you want them, you got to pay up for them. Right, I mean, Derrick Henry is going in the top five picks. So if you don't have a top five pick, you don't even have a chance at him. If you want Julio Jones, who I don't, you got to waste a third or fourth round pick on him, pass. And if you want A.J. Brown, you got to take him on like a 2-3 turn in a 14-man league, maybe a 3-4 turn in a 10-team league. That's a little high for me in a full-point PPR league, even though he is good. Um, And basically, other than that, I don't want anyone else from this team So basically the correct answer by default was uh, Ryan Tannehill. 
What are my expectations for the Titans? I have them challenging for the division, and they make the playoffs at 10-7. and 7. So according to what I have on here, they would get in because um, I bumped the Colts down, and we're going to talk about the Colts in a second. I have them tied at 10-7, and 7, so I'll give that away. Let's go to the Colts, and I'll explain my playoff thing after that. Right, so what happened last year with the Colts? They made the playoffs with Phillip Rivers. They lost to the Bills. It was a super close game. I thought Buffalo was actually going to run them out of the building. They didn't. I was surprised. Um, who did they bring in? Obviously, they made a quarterback change because Phillip Rivers retired. They brought in Carson Wentz from the Eagles, reunited him back with Frank Reich. We all know the storyline there. They brought in Eric Fisher and Quiddy Pay. So a couple of guys. Fisher might not be fully healthy beginning of the season. Guys, they lost. Obviously, like I just said, Rivers, Costanzo, their left tackle, Justin Houston, and Danico Archer, who we just talked about for the Tennessee Titans. So, my storyline is Carson Wentz resurgence? Question mark. Because I don't really know, and I don't think even Indianapolis knows the answer to this question. Now, he had foot surgery like three weeks ago, and they said he was going to be out five to 12 weeks. And then he came back out this week. He was already practicing. I don't. That's, like, strange to me, uh, so I don't really know what's going on there. But let's talk about if Frank Reich can actually get this guy back to form. I think he can, but I don't know if we'll ever see, like, potential MVP Carson Wentz ever again. Obviously, this guy's mentally soft, which is a problem for your quarterback. But, listen, the Colts, much better offensive line than the Eagles. The, Col- the Colts, much better run game than the Eagles. The Colts, much better skill position players than what Carson Wentz previously had in Philadelphia. The Colts, way better defense than the Eagles. So they're not going to be asking this guy to carry the franchise on his back, right? You got JT, you got Naeem Hines, you got Marlon Mack coming back, who's been a good player for the Colts. You got Michael Pittman, T.Y. Hilton, Paris Campbell, Jack Doyle. Like, they got dudes everywhere that are solid to good NFL players. And I just think if you ask Carson Wentz to only throw the ball 22 to 24 times a game instead of like 35 to 40, um, you're going to be a lot more successful and you're going to keep him healthy, which is the important part to this equation here. So once again, can Carson Wentz come back to life? I think so. But maybe we'll see him at like 80% of what he was in Philly when he was good. But 80% of that MVP year is still incredibly good. And that makes the Colts very dangerous. So... Game of the year for me is week four against the Miami Dolphins. And you're probably saying, why would you pick that game? So, number one, and this is pretty important, I have the last spot in the AFC coming down to a tiebreaker. Um, And the tiebreaker currently, because I wasn't sure about Carson Wentz's health, is that game. So, when I had Carson Wentz playing the entire season... I actually had the Colts as a top three seed uh, because I thought they were going to have a really good year. After Carson Wentz got hurt, I lowered them a bit, obviously, um, and I had Tennessee taking the division, but now Wentz is going to be back. But I don't want to go back to my original prediction because we don't know if he's actually going to be healthy to start the season. So I'm going to keep it as is for now. I have the Colts going 10-7. and I have Tennessee going... 10 and 7 and obviously that Miami game well I have the Colts going 10 and 7 if they win that game I have Miami going 10 and 7 so but I refuse to pick it so I 
have them both at nine and seven right now because <laughs> I want to see if Carson Wentz is actually healthy and playing in that game. So there's going to be a lot of tie breaks, I think, that are important. And obviously that Miami game is like massive the way that I currently have it set out to go because the winner of that game, if it came down to the seven seed, would get in. Um, and obviously you get to see Tua and that defense against the Colts defense, which is really good. And Carson Wentz on the other flip side against Miami's defense, which is really good. Um, but I think it's going to be early and people aren't going to look at it that way. But that week four Miami game is going to be huge for both teams. Uh, fantasy player on the Colts. We're going to go Michael Pittman, wide receiver 48. Uh, this is kind of the same answer I gave for the Titans with Brian Tannehill. Um, if you want Jonathan Taylor, you got to take him in the top 10 picks, top 7 picks, whatever. Um, and then after that, I don't want out anyone else on their team. I don't want Paris Campbell. I don't want Jack Doyle. I don't want Carson Wentz. I mean, maybe in like a two-quarterback league, I could take him. But, you know, not in a one-quarterback league. So basically, the answer by default is Michael Pittman. Uh, Wentz has basically been really good at keeping one wide receiver, like super fantasy relevant. I'm just going to bank that it's Pittman because Hilton at this point is like their field stretcher. Campbell is not healthy again. So it's got to be Pittman by default. I liked him last year, but he came out of the draft. So, I mean, I don't think you can go wrong there. Um, and here we go, expectations. If Wentz plays every single game, I think they're going to win the division. I just think they're a better overall team than the Titans. Not to say the Titans are bad. I have them both getting in either way. But if Wentz does this thing where he's like he practices but doesn't play and he misses a couple of games, I mean, the beginning of the Colts' schedule is, like, ridiculous. So, I mean, Seattle... The Rams, Tennessee, Miami, Baltimore, San Francisco, Tennessee again. I mean, if Wentz were to miss, whatever, four of those games, they're not going to beat any of those teams without him there. Like, with that, with Jacob Eason, a quarterback, that's not happening. So, like I said, if Wentz plays all 16 games, I have them squeaking out the division. If he doesn't, I still have them potentially getting in, depending on what happens week four with a tie break with the Miami Dolphins. So that's all we got for the AFC South. Before we get to next week, like I said, follow Beak Brands on social media. Check out the website, beakbrands.com. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to the page, like the channel, all that other good stuff. If you're on Apple or Spotify and you're a listener only, make sure you follow the feed, rate and review, etc. All right, so next week, AFC East, we're going to try to have a guest on here. Uh, we get to preview the Patriots, the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins. It should be a super, super competitive division between the top three teams. I don't think the Jets are going to be that competitive this year, and I'll explain when we get there. Sorry, Jets fans. Um, but then after that, we have real NFL football to talk about. So, I mean, we are just living the life out here. So, until then, you will hear from me next week. Mm -hmm.